Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. Now, earlier today, Transport Minister S. Iswaran said that there is currently no evidence yet that COVID 19 clusters in bus interchanges have resulted in spreading the virus to commuters. Well, his statement comes as 314 cases, including 284 bus drivers and service staff at bus interchanges, have been reported so far. And you'll remember just yesterday, new measures were announced to prevent Mm -hmm. the spread of COVID-19 at bus interchanges following that increase that we've seen there. To get us up to speed on this, as well as the new Mu variant, we're joined on the line now by Professor Chiu Yigying, Professor and Dean of the Sosui Hock School of Public Health at the National University of Singapore. Prof, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, Prof, tell us, what are your thoughts on the cases that we've seen at the bus interchanges here in Singapore? So, the cases at the bus interchange has primarily been by the Delta variant. And I suppose it's unsurprising that the spread has happened quickly at such a large scale because we know that the Delta variant is indeed very much more transmissible mm. and who do interact with active persons such as some of the bus drivers, mm-hmm. especially living in the same households, taking smoking breaks or meal breaks together, the risk of being infected if one person is really infected is actually pretty high. So you're saying that these people are in close proximity to each other for an extended period of time, and that's why they were transmitting the virus uh, to each other? Well, I believe that some of the bus captains actually do live in the same household. Ah, okay, okay, I see. Many of them actually will take meals together, and those are exactly the time when they will remove their masks. Mm. So for commuters who just hop on the bus, uh, tap in, you know, we're always about more than a meter away mm-hmm. from the bus captain anyway, and go and take their seats, we're all fine, right? We shouldn't be concerned. Oh, yes. In fact, the risk to the general public and the commuters is very low, especially when people are wearing their masks properly when taking the buses. Okay, and you mentioned that um, some of these bus captains live together. New measures were introduced yesterday at the bus interchanges themselves to separate and segregate staff when they're, you know, as you mentioned, dining together or resting. Do you think these measures are enough? So they would definitely reduce the opportunities of mingling, mm-hmm. especially mask on. So this includes their smoking breaks or meal breaks. And that would actually already reduce the chance of spreading the All right, uh, let's move on, uh, Professor. Next uh, week, in fact, uh, the VTL, the vaccinated travel lanes, will start on the 8th of September. I think the first flight arrives from Germany on that date itself. What should people be aware of now that, you know, we will get foreigners in the midst of our daily lives? Well, I believe many people, including myself, are looking forward to more travel opportunities. Mm -hmm. But it's important to remember that a global pandemic is still raging out there. And there are many countries, including in Southeast Asia, that continue to struggle to contain their local outbreaks. So I think anyone who are planning to make trips over, whether it is to Brunei or Germany or any other country that may be included in future VTLs, should always remember that there is a risk of infection despite being fully vaccinated. And to ensure that they know that they have the necessary travel insurance they make sure that they know the state of healthcare in the specific part of the country that they're traveling to. So these are simple things that they can prepare to provide a piece of. Otherwise, simple measures such as mask wearing, maintaining proper hand hygiene, and keeping away from large crowds will remain very sensible things to do, even when people. Are- 
So just re- being, a re- you know, mindful that we need to still keep our social distance from other people in crowded places and keeping the mask on and washing our hands, pretty much what we were doing before mm. we all got vaccinated, right? Exactly so, yes. So, Prof, just bringing you back home for a minute, let's talk about the numbers here in Singapore. Numbers yesterday were around, I think, total cases 191, and we've seen them around that range over the last week or so. Is this a concern? Can you talk us through perhaps the condition of the cases here in Singapore? So, it is a concern in the sense that the virus is circulating in parts of the community that includes the bus interchanges where seniors Mm. and do visit on a regular basis. So we really want to protect people, especially since some of them not be vaccinated and therefore being exposed to the virus can be quite dangerous for them. But at the same time, I would mention that Singapore does have more than 80% of the population to be vaccinated now. And really in, because of this, number of cases in itself is less of an issue. But instead, if we look at the situation in the hospitals, whether our health system is at risk, of being overwhelmed because of COVID-19 cases requiring intensive hospital care. Actually, at the moment, we don't see it because infected people who have been fully vaccinated actually very well protected against the severe impact in the sense that they are, they are very unlikely to develop severe symptoms disease to require oxygen mm. care. And this is actually the evidence that we need for. Okay. Professor, I'm just looking at the numbers from the MOH. We've got, as of yesterday, at least 32 people with serious, uh, in serious condition, 27 requiring oxygen supplementation. Uh, this is based on the total number of active cases in Singapore. This number is quite small, right? The number of people in hospitals right now. Yes, it is. And, and I mentioned that looking at the, the low number of people in the hospital, despite the fact that we're reporting hundred to two hundred cases on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Actually that is the sign that Singapore and actually many countries need to show that relying on things as one of the key public health measures will allow us to live COVID nineteen. Of course, with additional public health measures, mask wearing, hygiene, respiratory uh, hygiene, those are additional measures to help to protect Okay, Professor, what do you say then to some people, and I've heard this before, what is the use of getting vaccinated if we're still going to get infected with a virus? And they don't seem to understand the fact that you're not going to get seriously ill if you are vaccinated. You're putting yourself, you're putting a layer of protection, you know, on yourself, and you're not going to get hospitalized, most likely, right? Back to what exactly is the vaccine meant to do? The vaccine isn't meant to protect someone from getting infected in the first place. So people who have been can be mm, okay. The, the value of the vaccine comes because it protects us when in fact from suffering from severe symptoms, experiencing severe disease to the point that we need to go to the hospital to require oxygen or even die from it. The vaccine protects us against all of these negative consequences. We're speaking with Professor Chiu Yig Ying, Professor and Dean of the Sosui Hock School of Public Health at the National University of Singapore. Now, Professor, you spoke earlier about the Delta variant. Let's talk now about the new Mu variant. What do we know so far? So what we know is that there is a variant, coronavirus, that tagged as Mu. Scientifically, it's known as B1621. It was first identified in Colombia and South Africa. America in January this year. So it's mm-hmm. actually been quite a while. And from the sequencing of its genome, 
we can see that there are a number of changes that happen in the genome that really can potentially increase the resistance of this variant vaccine. And this is exactly why the World Health Organization officially classified it as variant of interest. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, from what I understand about the regular flu vaccine, for example, Professor, is that it is updated every six months to catch up with however the flu bug is Mm. mutating, right? Is this the same case with the COVID vaccines that we have available now? Are they being updated so that when we get our booster shots, perhaps if we need to, we will be protected against the mu variant of it or even the Delta variant of it uh, in in getting severely ill? Not at the moment, yes, because at present, the, va- the vaccines that we have are still the vaccines that developed previously. So there hasn't been any significant mm-hmm. changes to the vaccines yet. But whether this would remain so or whether in future there will be slight tweaks to the vaccines such that the booster shots that we take will actually protect us against emerging variants that happen in future, I think that remains a space to begin. How concerned are you about the mu variant at the moment? Well, if we look at the number of cases and where it's been found in the world, mm-hmm. presence has been is present in these forty countries. But actually, it does, it doesn't make up more than 01 percent of the cases globally right now. So nearer to us, of course, Japan has yesterday announced it found two cases travelers from the United Arab uh, Emirates and United Kingdom. So it is circulating around the world, but because of the low numbers now. I don't think there is significant need to concern. But what we do need to do at the moment is to maintain that global surveillance to watch this very carefully, particularly countries that are experiencing a large number of cases to see whether there is a higher risk that the mu variant challenges the existing vaccines. All right, Professor. Thank you very much for joining us uh, with that. And of course, we want to uh, remind our listeners that uh, they should get vaccinated if they haven't yet. Professor Teo Yik Ying, Professor and Dean of the Saw Sui Hawk School of Public Health at the National University of Singapore, joining us here on Money FM. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.